Welcome to Phoebe 48, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Scott, I know you have a Casper in the house. I do. How do you feel about it? You feel good about it? Do you I like do. Its, do you like its technology merging? Two you know, I sit on it and I'm like, you know, I bet you this is two technologies merged into one. Well, you're right, Scott. It is absolutely two technologies merged into one. It combines latex foam with memory foam. Two kinds of foams in one. Don't worry, Scott. We are recording. <laughs> Uh, Casper mattresses uh, are here to tell you they're not expensive compared to other mattresses that can cost over $1,500. Casper's a great deal. $500 for a twin size, $600 for a twin XL. I don't know what a twin XL is, but it's a size apparently. $750 full size, $850 queen, $950 king size. What? $950 for a king? Casper understands buying a mattress online may have consumers wondering how this is possible. Well, guess what? They're going to let you have the mattress risk-free, offer free delivery, and a 100-day trial period. It's that simple. Satisfaction guaranteed. And if you're not satisfied... You can send it back. No problem. You have 100 days to actually try the mattress. You're not committing to anything. These are obsessively engineered mattresses that ship to you in a box. They're shipped in a box. We, we got it. They brought it in the mm-hmm. box, uh, brought the box into the room, uh-huh. popped it open, boom. And it just ex- it just expanded? And it just expanded? The, the bed size? That's amazing. Um, and then that was it. Scott, would you agree that it is just the right sink and just the right bounce? It is. That's right. That's it's because a- of the twin technologies. So we're giving you a risk-free uh, trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on a Casper mattress for 100 days, free delivery, Painless returns, made in America. It's super cheap, guys. Five hundred dollars to nine hundred fifty dollars for a king. You compare that with the industry day, industry average, and you're going to realize, holy shit, holy this is shit, a deal. You need a new mattress. I'm telling you, this is the move. This and if is, you do this, yes, Scott, we're going to save you fifty bucks. We are going to save you fifty bucks. How you ask? All you have to do is go to Casper.com forward slash Feeb. Enter the promo code Feeb F E A B. That's four eyes and beard. It's been a long time since we've said that. That's what it means. But Phoebe, promo code Phoebe. And uh, you just go for it, guys. Casper.com forward slash Phoebe. Get a new mattress. Stop sleeping on garbage. Get a mattress. Try it for 100 days. You don't like it. Send it back. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. That's all you got to do. Scott, we're back. Welcome to Feeb 48. Oh my god, I almost said 50. Technically, this is Feeb 49. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Technically, I, honestly, I think there actually is... There's maybe two Feebs on my computer that have never heard. various times throughout the two or three years that we've been doing this. For four, I don't know how fucking long we've been doing this podcast, but that have never aired. I wonder and what the problem are. is, like, I'd have to listen <laughs> <laughs> to figure out which ones they are. But I think I think there are I think this is probably actually in reality this is probably Feeb fifty one, fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Almost fifty. But we're almost uh, there. We were recording for almost an hour and we realized we weren't actually recording for no. almost an hour. We were just talking at each other like we're having friends. a good time. Like we're just amongst friends. I know, with mics in our hands. Oh, what a couple of doofuses. <laughs> Guys, I will say still- it's not I I don't know if it's the first time it's happened to us. It has happened to Kevin and I. Uh, it's happened to me a few times over the course. Us, it happened to us, but we caught it like 15 minutes in. Yeah. We caught it, which was even that's heartbreaking because you're like, all oh, that uh, gold. But an hour? <laughs> this is an hour. It's brutal. It's, it's a whole show. It is. It really feels like uh, you've just wasted not only the audience's time, but your time, even though the yeah. audience doesn't have to waste any time on it. Well, it's also because you don't like, and then you're like, you can't do the thing where. No, like, we're not going to talk about the same shit again. You can't, can't take the bit and try it again because no. it just sounds stale. And I'll be honest with you, we didn't have any great bits. We didn't. No. Uh, okay. What was the I can't remember bit? what we were talking about. We oh. talked about my genetic makeup. We talked. We did. Which about... was. Oh, Alex and. So we are. We will. We will repeat the fact that for the first time ever, uh, well, the second time ever, <laughs> <laughs> we are recording in my house. We're at Scott's house. Yeah. Everybody. We're at Casa Who's house? Mosier. Yeah. Whose house? Scott's house. house. Yay. <laughs> uh, we are in my house for the first time ever. Once again, my friend, 
and the rest <laughs> of the words to Rod's house. Uh, yeah, we're in Scott's house. I decided that it would be a kind gesture to him if I would say, Scott, I'll come over there. I'm not really doing it. I know, and I did, and I was honestly like, I didn't think about it, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Like, hey, that would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't think this. I've ever, I've never, I've always traveled and yeah. I don't mind generally. Yep. And a lot of times when we do it, I'm, we do it right I'm either driving, like I hit the gym right by your house or I'm driving home from, from yeah, Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. I'm so on the like, way. So yeah. It's convenient, but this is the most convenient of all. It was. I feel great about doing this for you. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing a service to you i'm paying you back for the 47 other times feel good about it we have recorded not here and it's just this might open up a new world of possibilities for scott we did mention that we can record at his house (laughs) it did i mean i mean it it didn't feel like it right (laughs) when we recorded we were so excited it's 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 great to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me in your home. It was good. We did move venue. We did move rooms. Yeah, we were in the kitchen because we had had sandwiches. Yeah, we're delicious. I brought a sandwich. Still a delicious. delicious sandwich. Wish you'd brought two sandwiches now because we've been here so long. I know. <laughs> well, I bought one and I was going to share it. I was you like, did. "Hey, I'm going to get one and we could share a sandwich." And you were like, "You were like, you seemed to you thought that was a little lame." It sounded gay. So- <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what I said. And I was like. No, no, no! It's a good sandwich. I wanted you to try that sandwich. It wasn't. It wasn't the sharing of a sandwich. It was your use of the word Sammy. Uh, okay, <laughs> you said did the I, word Sammy. I was. I did say Sammy. <laughs> I was trying to be fun. I was trying to have some fun. That's your fun. That's yeah, your Saturday that's morning fun. mosher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Sammy, and E V O O for yeah. extra virgin olive oil. You're just taking all of Rachel Ray's. Uh, I did Rayisms. I'm saying she invoided, invented the word Sammy. I don't know if that's accurate. Rachel Ray? Yeah. She might have. Well, she, now I'm now I regret she says Sammy doing it. and she says EVOO for extra virgin olive oil. E-V-O? Which I get cuz you're saving yourself a couple of syllables. Was that buddy? That's buddy. So that is the other part of our The one thing about the first time we were recording, there yep. was a leaf blower the whole time. So yeah. technically it's very Honestly, quiet this now. This is a much quieter room. Room and I feel like we're going to be better sound quality for our listeners. It's going to be better. And we're also in my, technically, in my library. Study. So it's like, there's all of the, there's so many fee breeds up there. We're where Scott does his most profound thinking. Yep. Right here. This is. If you toilet. could hear what I think, toilet. if you could hear the things that I think. Scott, you have a lot of travel uh, books. I do. I Are like you a to big travel. Fan of buying books before you travel? Uh, sometimes. Or is yeah. that just from old days before the internet that you have like a book on Tibet and a book on Portugal and Paris? Uh, the Paris one, no. I mean, we use them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like? I mean, well, like when we go to Paris, I don't have my. Um, I don't. I don't like. You don't bring that book with you? No, we did. Didn't we bring it? Yeah. My wife's here too. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can actually pick up her voice, but she is in the house. It'd be real sad if this uh, would be the first time I think anybody's if ever. If Alex had uh, actually been dead for twenty years, and you just always talked, waited for some pause and then said whatever she said back you, were, oh, you like just were like the you audience could not you could not let go that would be and sad i just entertained you and i was like yeah no alex is here scott yeah. that's right she's so great to see her <laughs> uh we 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 used the paris one i used the prague one um portugal when did you go to prague uh, when Alex and I first started dating, um, I guess, a, so we met on Jersey Girl mm-hmm. and then we came back, um, to LA and I think it was like four or five months later, she had to go to Prague, um, to cook for Matt on. Only uh, thing you do in Prague is make movies. That's the only thing people that's do. That's the only thing people do? That's all they I They make think, puppets. I feel like whenever I hear of anyone going to Prague... Uh, it's because people do go they do they do do like i i remember because so she was no it was it it wasn't five months it was like eight anyways eight or nine months after that she had to go to um prague to do a movie and uh to cook for someone and so i wrapped jersey girl and then i flew to prague to meet her and then we went to um, that's just that's love. And then we went to Portugal, 
Beautiful. And then we went to, which there's another book there. I'm Portuguese. I don't know if you knew that about me. I know. You're part Portuguese <laughs> and part African. That's right. 7.6. <laughs> and then we went to, uh, and then there is no Barcelona or Spain, but then we went to Barcelona. 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 We went there. Um, I've never been to Spain. I'd like to go. That's where people hail from. That's Half your people. Most of my DNA comes from. Scott. Iberian. Iberian. Iberian Spain, ham. Portugal. <sighs> have you ever had Iberian ham? I'm sure I have. It's the dish of my people. Why wouldn't I have had that? I don't know, because you don't act like you've had it. <laughs> Isn't it like Iberian porks, the, the ones that eat the acorns and stuff? It's really good shit. I look forward to sampling that when I visit my homeland. You should go. Spain's beautiful. Spain's good. I'd like to go. Portugal's also. great, too. I had a great time Portugal in Portugal. Lovely. I'd love to go to Portugal. You're part Portuguese, yep. too. Italy? Italy? Never Have been you been to either. Italy? Nope. Italy's great, too. The only places I've been... In the world. ...outside of this continent are England, Finland, Norway, Iceland. That's it. That's it? That's it. I just like to, you know, go to places that are full of uh, Nordic people. Nordic. You like to tall, north. I like tall white folk. <laughs> <laughs> Being seven point six percent African, I feel like I can say that now. You can white folk. It's okay. <laughs> and then you're saying that because you in had... the earlier episode that no yeah. one will ever hear because we weren't hit no one hit record or scott might have fucked it up when he plugged in the headphones we have yet to decide <laughs> either way either way and even though we said that we weren't going to talk about it yeah, we are talking, we talking about, about, it. about it we did dory and i did the my wife and i did 23 and me which What's is that stand for 23 chromosomes oh, okay what are you stupid yeah oh boy <laughs> Yeah, you might be missing. Not, you might be missing one like, of those chromosomes. I'm not, I'm not on my game right now. Your Dory's mother said the same thing, and Dory and I laughed about it. She asked what 23 bit, and we laughed. Ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> now here you are. Well, I don't know if I'm the only person with. So with, 23, 23 me. Here's what it is. It's a thing, and this is not. We're not sponsored by them or anything. I'm just. We were just talking about it earlier, but. It's, uh, they say on their website, it's a new way to see yourself through your DNA. You can understand what your DNA says about your health, traits, and ancestry. You can share and compare with tools to engage family and friends. And you can receive ongoing reports as new genetic discoveries are made and as you're able to clear new reports through the FDA. So, 23andMe, it costs $199 if you're ever so bold as to do it. And it takes your saliva... And they run it through a lot of processes that allow me to see just what my genetic makeup is. So if what we percentage go, of what? Right. What percentage of where 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 is my DNA from? So I'm twenty seven point one percent Iberian, which is essentially a delicious ham. A delicious ham. Twenty three percent delicious ham. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent of me is balkan okay which you know i don't even know what the fuck the balkans are the balkans are like isn't that like mediterranean area right mm -hmm. located southeast corner of europe the mountainous balkans are rich with both cultural and linguistic diversity what are the new countries that make up the balkans that's oh, only one percent balkan oh. so it's not important enough to me sorry uh, and then I am 9.6% Northwest European. So we're looking at Irish, British, mm -hmm. you know, you got your, your, your countries that aren't Norway area. And then 7.6% <laughs> Scott sub-Saharan African. 6.4% I knew West, that when I met you. 2.2% Central. And then 1% Broadly. South African, 1.3% Native American, and 0.6% North African slash Middle Eastern. That's I am, crazy. I am really cool, you know? 
Is, ba- is that what it says from the website? Yeah, it says really cool. My genetic makeup is really cool. Uh, my wife, however, is 100% European, 98.6% Ashkenazi, which is, for those of you who don't know, is essentially just meaning Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and you did this because your wife, Dory... My wife was convinced somewhere along the line... That she wanted there it? was some Jew in my in my in my DNA. Not that she wanted it. She just was like convinced that somewhere along the line there was like some Smell Spanish it. Jew somewhere. And I was like, I don't know. I don't uh, knowing what I know about my family history. That's not what you said. You said the last show. You were just like, you specifically did it to prove to her. That well, I said have. she's like, do you want to do this twenty three me? I was like, yeah, I'll throw down. I'll prove to you I ain't no Jew. <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, I'm going to prove to you that our babies <laughs> are going to be free of genetic defects because we're spreading out the gene pool here. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Scott. Feel She's good? 100% of... I'm, I am not any of what she is. Huh. There's none of... It's true. A Sheki or whatever it is, Ashkenazi and uh, Northwestern European. Well, there's a little British and Irish, but her British and Irish makeup is 0.1%. Wow. So. She's a purebred. She is a purebred. She's like a Labrador, you know? She's like a Labrador. But even like dogs. Don't God, they, I want I think, a Labrador. You do? Yeah, I do. Why don't you get one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. What does she feel about that? She wants a dog, too. She wants a dog, too? Yeah. She's ready? She She's ready. Problem is the house we rent, they said no dogs. But at this point, I've seen the guy I rent my house from one time. Yeah. So I feel like... I could just get a dog and say, we're just dog sitting. And then yeah. I could probably just listen to this podcast and go, I know your plan. Yeah. You Ashkenazi Jew, you. And I'd be <laughs> like, like, no, no, that's no, 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 that's, that's her. her. <laughs> yeah. I'm, remember, dude, I'm African. I'm, uh, allow me to Irish. grab a map and <laughs> yeah. show you all the places I'm my Iberian DNA comes from. and uh, Af- North African. So, yeah, so I want a dog, Scott. That's what I'm telling you right now. I want to get a dog. Dory wants to get a dog. We're both on board for this dog situation. Problem right now is the house we rent. They're like, no dice on dogs. But there's dogs live next door to us in the house next door. Dogs live on the other side of us. We feel like we're left out in our neighborhood. And I want to get up in the morning. And I want to be like, time to walk the dog. That's what I want to do. If you, um, why don't you just ask your landlord? Here, let's bring a dog in here. I asked the landlord. When we first moved, and he was very much against it. Yeah, he was like, he's no. Like, no, dogs cause damage. And I was like, let me give you like a giant security deposit. There's one. And they weren't into it. They weren't into it. But I feel like I'm just going to do it. How long have you been there now? Over a year. Right? So that seems like I've been a good enough landlord for this long. Yeah, you're just like, you're not. You, you, if you prove, you're just like, look, I'm not going to let a dog. I fix stuff all the time there that the landlord should be fixing. I don't even bother bothering them. I get my drill out, and I go to town. So what I'm saying is, buddy, say hi on the podcast. Buddy, you're on the podcast. (laughs) Buddy, fill up an hour. Fuck. Some good sniffing, though. He is. He's like, put some fucking Iberian ham in there. Oh, man. You can't believe you haven't had that shit. What What do you think... What do you think Buddy's uh, favorite food is? Popcorn. Just all out popcorn. Oh, fuck. Like, and there's a bowl of it here, and he hasn't touched it. Oh, he won't touch it. And he's really, in, when he's really into it, so last night I made it, I just make it on the stovetop, like just get a pop, put some oil in it, and just, you know, do it. You sit there with a skillet, cast iron, how do you cook it? Not cast iron, like a like a, I call it a bowl. I meant a pot. A pot, like a pot. Like we have the popcorn pot because it's kind of burnt and kind of junk, uh-huh. janky now. So that's only for the popcorn. So you just put some oil. Either um, I've tried it all right now, doing sunflower oil, but I've done like peanut oils, usually pretty good. I've done coconut. Um, even tried What's your all favorite of, of the oils. Uh, peanut. Peanuts pretty probably the one of the stronger. Um, coconuts kind of interesting. You get a little bit of that flavor in there. So then just you know just put it on the stove. It starts popping. As soon as he starts hearing the, pum, 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 he mm-hmm. starts coming in. 
And then he sits there and then we go and then we're on the couch and we're watching some television and he will start drooling. Like if we don't give it to him, he'll start to drool and you can see it coming out of his mouth and you forget that he's drool. He'll drool so much that then you'll stand up and you'll almost fall because you'll slip in a drool, just a big drool puddle. But he loves it. Like he's. If he, if I, all I had to do is ask him to come, I, I bet you he came in here being like, "Give us some popcorn." That is like we have to stop him because he'll just keep going. Should we just give Buddy some popcorn right now? But Buddy, come here. <laughs> I want to see this. I want to test this theory out. Buddy, <laughs> watch. Oh my god, this is amazing! Come over here. Sit down. Ready. Wow. That was that was that was a oh my god, buddy's right. <laughs> One more, ready? Look at his face. Look at, look at his lip. Oh my god, he loves it. You weren't even wrong about that at all. He lo- uh, yeah, I know. He loves that, and then I don't know. He also eats like horse shit. Does he really eat like when you're walking on oh, the yeah. trail? Oh yeah, you go to the park. He's got a. He will eat some shiza. I don't know why he does it, but like horse shit, especially like you got to watch out for him. I mean, horse shit's not that bad because it's just like so full of grass and stuff. But it's kind of nasty. Like he'll eat some shit, and then it's like his. You know, the breath will smell like shit. So the, but I still love him. So That's I'm surprised it. that like he's not into like milk. Milk cooked pork. Like I'm surprised that's not his favorite food. Well, these guys will eat anything. I gave him a little bit of a bite of that um, tomahawk pork chop. Oh, that's right. We didn't even talk about that. Oh yeah, me, you, and me, Q. You and Q. The three amigos were out on the town See, again because they don't want to talk about it. Because everyone just be like, "Why did you record a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> because we were three friends catching up. <laughs> that's true. And we only had like a. It was only we had a that short window. Well, of a short time, window. You know because. Q's never Q's never here for super long, so we went to Chispaca. Yes. Which is a Italian meat joint that is attached to Pizzeria Moza and Moza. And it is And it's delicious. Delicious. And they have this thing called the Tomahawk pork chop that's huge. Huge, but it is dynamite. It is really spectacular. And they're I think not only do I think I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. But their focaccia with the cheese in it. A focaccia is great, too. That just blows my mind. I That part, that, that pork is. chop, though, which is big. It's like a platter. Mm-hmm. It's really a platter. Yeah. And, uh, it's meant to be shared. Kids. I've had it once before. Mm-hmm. It's covered in like a, a fennel powder or something like that. But it's basically like, I think it's a double chop that they cook. Um, yeah, no, I saw him cooking it. Why were you watching? Oh, you were behind. You were facing. Me. Yeah, because I had to fucking face the door, <laughs> just to make sure no one came in to shoot you. <laughs> well, you just got up. You got there before we did. I did. Rare, uh, rare Scott Moser getting there before people. Really? No, you're actually on time a lot. Yeah, you're on time. You might be the most punctual friend I have. I'm very punctual. You might. You might literally be. I have. I have like punctual. Um, I get. I. I. I, I tend to be early. Yeah. If anything. Yeah, that's true. And and I'll say this about Scott Mosier. If he's going to be late, guess who lets you know? He does. <laughs> I do. He'll it drives me you. crazy. He'll tell you if he's going to be late. It just really drives me crazy. when Five minutes late, four minutes late, yeah, the man tells you. I just... People's time, are pre- people's time is precious. That's right. That's why it's amazing that we're actually recording the second version of this podcast right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, people's time. I think people's time... My, my time is precious... And especially like if you're, you know, sometimes you're doing something and it's fine, but I don't know if people are waiting for me, like, I don't know. Leisure time is very precious. Leisure, it's all precious. It's all precious. But anyways, that pork chop is effing dynamite. And they have like, it comes with these pretty good sized medallions of the chop. And then they have two of the bones. Right. And the bones have like rib meat and pork belly on it. I mean, it is like, it's, it's so good. And our, um. My wife's friend Odessa, um, Alex doesn't eat. She's she's not eating meat right now, and she might not ever again. But right now she's not. But anyways, I had those bones. Yeah, 
and uh, Odessa just tore through him like a freaking Neanderthal. What's your 2.7, uh, 2.4%. 2.4%. Oh, no, sorry. I feel really good about that, guys. 23 and me, let me know. <laughs> That's somewhere along the lines of strong. I wonder if based on that, maybe Odessa, if she did it, she'd have more Neanderthal because she, she ate those loved bones. the marrow so much. She, she killed just, like, that cracked bone. into it and just started sucking out the marrow and it was raw. It she wasn't just ripped cooked. through those bones. She had to call me and go like, what the fuck? It's really good. Uh, so the just had to tell my wife that uh, we forgot to hit record or something. And oh, she's like, "Where the hell are you?" She's like, "Are you coming?" She's like, "You coming home?" Well, first she said, "Did you smoke cigarettes in my car?" Because I drove her car all week. And did you? I said no. <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> I denied it. And then she <laughs> said, "Well, I found a wrapper for cigarettes in my car." I was like, "Yeah, that's like not a smoking gun, Dory." It's you know no I said I said that yeah that's probably my rapper I'm that's not gonna right. smoke in her car that's cool I'm, I'm not, not saying that you did I'm just saying it's not you know you're saying that you're upset that she accused you of and it I was really trying to quit like from the wedding forward like I didn't smoke the you whole didn't... time I was in Iceland and England and then I just <laughs> we got back and you needed one got back and I hit this mega stress town of of like. Trying to get some scripts done, trying to, you know, find a job. I got you. Stressful time. You know, I. You know what I've said. To my stress city. You went to stress city. My stress city. Took a bus to stress city. Took a bus there. I took Dory's convertible to stress city, and uh, I just, you know, I just. You lit up. Went back to it. It's brutal. You never gonna. I'm never gonna stop unless I get hypnotized or something. How did you quit? I just stopped. Hmm. Whatever. I stopped a bunch of times, and then I finally stopped when I was in Pittsburgh permanently. So I was never like I, I smoked off and on, and then I was, and then I'd sort of reached a place where I really was only smoking, like when I went out to eat or at a bar. Maybe yeah. I'd have one or two. Or you were a social smoker. That's all I would do. Yeah. And then we were in Pittsburgh before we shot Zach and Mary make a porno, and we, and we went out, me and um, this. Uh, the AD was this like six foot ten, gigantic. Um, he was just a giant, great guy named Milos. But he could drink like a, he could drink, I'm like sure. I was as big as his leg. Yeah, like he could drink like two, three martinis as of just getting warmed up. Whereas I'd fucking be like, I would oh, be, I would love a martini. I would be gone, and he would. So I went out with him, and. uh I think we I think we were all out and we were all kind of running around and then he was like you got to go we're going to go um to one last bar in Pittsburgh or you could smoke and you could smoke in a lot of the bars but this bar was like it's the last bar I've been in that's just like people have been smoking there for a 100 years yeah. and it's like it smelled like it uh-huh. and and we did some Jaeger shots and I was I was smoked probably like Wow, you really went for it. And I probably smoked like 10, 12 cigarettes that night, and that was it. And I think I tried one once, like since then. But it well, was like, I, think you get it I just woke that. up hungover with like, and it was like, <clears throat> that was it. I had, I got, I got a, a distaste for it yeah. in that mo- moment. And then I never kind of came off. Well, that's that. interesting because that's like, you know, when you get sick eating a certain food or something like that, and then you're like, yeah. steer off of that food for forever or for years and i stayed off it long enough basically i it 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 pushed me to not smoke for long enough that when i finally did have a drag again it just was really terrible nasty like i but i don't have like the longer you go without smoking i think the worse it tastes when you pick it back up you have to like retrain yourself to like it again and then you always fucking you always end up doing it oh yeah it just takes time yep i'm gonna retrain myself to enjoy this um alex tried uh did you try hypnotism Did any of it work? Uh huh. So you wanted to look good and thin, so you'd smoke instead of eating. So you're still smoking, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh huh. 
Oh yeah, I'm always careful about that. Oh yes, you got you got community service. But you, tr- you tried hypnotism, and then you tried uh, what was that thing? I don't even. Chantex. Ch- Chantex. Well, yeah, 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 that Nicorette type. Uh, yeah. Well, I know a lot of people who don't smoke but still have Nicorette <laughs> constantly. She does. There's always like those. Is it you or Odessa who leave? She leaves them all over the place, like just little half, half it's crazy chewed ones. They drive me crazy. It's- I know, I love you. <laughs> but the 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 Chanterex is the one that can make people like suicidal and shit, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I know. But, but you it could. St- it could. But you you were like you did that and you were off it for a while. Yep. Yeah. I do that. Once every six months, I reforce myself. To yeah, I don't. I just don't have a. Good for you. It's my. It's it's like that's just how I how that's my stress. It's either I do that or I fucking start eating garbage. Yeah. So it's like. So you like you'd rather. Which way do I go? Do I die of a heart attack or lung cancer? Try Nicorette. Mm. I see what you're saying. But I refuse to believe it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, yeah. I went. Or or go to Pittsburgh. Yep. Get wasted. Well, I'll tell you. And smoke an entire pack of cigarettes. Interesting you say this kind of a thing. Because I, last weekend, I went to beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. By myself. Gotcha. The story was in Haiti, in New, York, yeah. in New York, and it was daylight savings. I was like, I got an extra hour to drive home and it not be crazy. Yeah. So I went and must have smoked two packs. You were just blazing there and back. I was just like, not even the drive. So the entire drive home, here's how, like, because I smoked so many cigarettes. I don't even smoke real cigarettes. I smoke fucking cloves. Like, it's ridiculous. And those are worse for you. Um, but I got up in the morning and I had the taste of them and I just, that's all I had. Cause I didn't drink, I don't really drink when I know when there's ever a chance that I might have to drive anywhere. I don't, just don't drink. I don't drink. So I just very responsible. Yeah. I rarely, I rarely do have a drink. And did you drive all the way in there and back in one day? No, it was, it was by the time I was gambling, gambling, gambling. And I, was about two hundred dollars up after a whole like six hours of just playing by myself. Yeah, and I went to I went to the where did I go? Oh, I went. Oh, so yeah, it was like three. By the time I was like, I thought I was done gambling. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, and. Then I looked at my watch and I was like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I looked at my phone. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, sweet. That hour kicked in, you know, because the clocks went back. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll just play a little longer. And then it was three o'clock in the morning. So it was four o'clock in the morning, really. And then I was going to drive home. Oh, boy. And I got on the highway and I just said to myself, Mono, oh, you yeah. can't do this. You'll just be dead in Barstow. <laughs> You'll just drive off of Barstow. Um, so we, we, I say we, I was alone. You were alone. I went back. <laughs> yeah, like, pulled back. That's how I in, get through life. <laughs> pulled back into the Venetian and I gave them my thing. I'm a platinum member at the Venetian now, like their rewards thing. I'm platinum of the because of the fucking wedding. Nice. Gave me so many, it's like an insane amount of points I got on there. So I went up to the desk and I was like, can I get a room? And they're like, just for tonight? I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to, I can't drive back to LA. And they're like, let me check on the price. They come back out and they're like, for you it'd be a hundred and twenty-seven dollars. And I was like in my head, I'm like, hmm. They're like, you you want late checkout because you're a platinum member? I was like, yeah. What time's checkout? It's like three p.m. I was like, well, okay, nice, <laughs> no problem. And uh, they put me in a suite. Nice. So I had like this suite that was actually bigger than the suite that Dory and I had for the wedding. <laughs> then you want to just go downstairs and be like. Why don't you just give me a regular room for like 50 bucks? Yeah. Like, I don't want like a giant suite. 
It was uh, I think that was the rate because when I had checked, I had checked at like midnight, and they said that the rate was two seventy nine. Wow! So I waited them out. Apparently, you're good like that. Two seventy nine to like, and that was a regular room at the Venetian. I was like, I can't, no, 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 no. And let's um. Then I lose money being here. That's not what I want to do in Vegas. That's not what you want. Yeah, I want to make a you're little better than that. Like a little bit. So and then you leaving like forty five dollars. <laughs> And you were. But I had fun. Good. I had fun by myself. I'm a I'm good company. You enjoy being by yourself. Yeah. It was also interesting and fun being in Las Vegas on Halloween. Now I didn't go outside at all. I just stayed in the Palazzo in the Venetian. Yeah. Because that's my jam. And uh, it was enjoyable seeing like a lot of really good costumes and uh, people were. There was a there was I would say thirty percent of the people there were dressed up. Either on their way to or from parties. I wonder how big of a Halloween destination that is. Well, we almost got married on Halloween. Oh, yeah? That was one of the dates we had circled, but we didn't do it because Bouchon was no longer doing outdoor things. Like, they stopped, like, essentially they stopped the weekend after we had gotten married because the wind is too much gotcha. in Vegas at that point. <laughs> you just, like, threw a fastball in Buddy's mouth. Buddy. And you're married. I am. Which I'm sure. Oh my God! Yeah, we didn't even read because yeah. we've just been on. We did talk about we did it. Talk about it on the podcast that no one recorded. Yes, <laughs> so we did a podcast for an audience of. Your I mean, dogs we technically and Alex. Yeah, we technically, and you don't even give a fuck. You just want popcorn, don't you? Don't talk to Alex like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you are married, and yeah. you got married in Vegas. We did, we got and it married. was fun. We got married in Vegas. It was a blast. I would say it was the most fun wedding I've ever been to, and it was my wedding, so I feel good about that. I had a pretty good time. I'm trying to think. I've, I've been to... What's the most fun wedding? I've been to some fun weddings. It was definitely fun. I, yeah. Alex and I were going to go. Probably would have been more fun if Alex was there. I think Alex and I were going to go, and Alex loves Vegas. Mm-hmm. I do not. Mm-hmm. But we were going to go Saturday, Sunday, and then fly back Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And then Buddy, Mr. Popcorn, got sick, and we had to do, like... What if he got sick from eating popcorn? <laughs> no. Is that why he got sick? I don't remember when he got sick. One thing that's awesome about him, too, that I have to bring up, is if he ever if he ever farts, mm-hmm. all you got to do is kind of look at him, like, what did you do? And he'll just he'll get up and leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's really easy to shame about it to the point now where if he if it just comes out like an air release would like he'll just get up and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Oh, but he's like me. Chica doesn't give a shit. She just does it right in your face and then rolls over <laughs> on her back and says, "What's up?" Um, but I was we were gonna go. Buddy got sick. He was vomiting and stuff. And so Alex could go, and then I postponed. So I came in Sunday at around my flight is around noon, and then I had to fly out around ten p.m. because I had an early call for work Monday morning. But the short time that I was there, we had a good time. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I was hanging out with Q, and then yep. you, and then I bought we bought you a little nip. You bought me, yeah, my my last uh, my last scotch as a single man. Yep. Uh, and uh we had we had a good we had a good talk we took some good pictures yeah it was really an excellent uh, we had a good time it was an excellent time i thought the ceremony was not bad either the ceremony was great it was yeah. a good time there's some genuine laughs yeah. it wasn't even just like laughing to be like oh everyone oh, else is laughing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't believe they're doing this got a good got a good laugh for my calling my wife the tom brady of women yeah uh, that was uh fun because i knew my audience was mostly my favorite part of the whole fucking thing q and i was that because um, <laughs> we talked about it because you had to you had to step on the glass yeah oh, that's right i forgot i completely forgot that that i missed we were... i missed that was it my was favorite long... part step on the glass and we talked about we had talked about like me not breaking the glass yeah the we had talked round. about it and we gave you we got it in your head yeah <laughs> and then you stepped up there and you forget what and there was no sound. <laughs> it was amazing. Because it was a really happy. It was a light bulb that was wrapped in a 
in a handkerchief or it was a light bulb. Small top. That's what you end up breaking because that breaks easily. Uh, okay, you break a glass glass. A lot of times they're too thick; they won't break. Right? Gotcha. So you break a light bulb, and it was wrapped in uh, a it's long, a, but it was wrapped in a long napkin. You napkin, didn't know where so it was, was. Like wrapped long, and you couldn't tell where exactly it was. So I took an educated guess, and I was wrong. <laughs> I just stepped down. Everyone's supposed to go mazel tov. Nothing happened. <laughs> and we were like, mazel And then you did it. <laughs> it was good times. I, honest to God, had not thought about that moment <laughs> since that moment until you just brought Don't that up. Don't believe me. Me and Q were like, high five. We're like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He blew it. He blew like, it. He blew it. He blew it. <laughs> Amazing. It's supposed to be. They say that's good luck, though. That it, when you, you don't blow break it? it on the first try. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, then. So, there you go. Good I, job. I mean, I and you didn't even it. try. You didn't try to not do it. Right. Right. Yeah, I was really trying to You were trying. It. Like, that I was what was funny is that you stopped it hard because you were like, you could see that he was just like determined to be like, I'm not fucking be the chump. Yeah. The fuck doesn't, doesn't break it. break it. And then and I the, hit. <laughs> I got nothing. nothing but towel. Like, I got nothing but handkerchief. Whatever it was wrapped in. Amazing. Oh boy, that was so embarrassing. Happy. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I was so happy. Not because I was it, because it's good luck too. I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but I totally forgot. <laughs> I was just happy that cool you did it, especially because we talked about it. Uh, Q's favorite part was that the pool area was right outside where the wedding chapel was, and he was saying that there was a shirtless. Oh, totally. <laughs> so where we were was like the room was kind of long as opposed to yeah. it, it was it was wide, I guess. Yeah. So there it was only about eight deep, mm-hmm. and then there was like. So from front to back, it was eight deep. And then there was probably, but the rows are really long. It was yeah. probably like 25 to 30 chairs that yeah. way. So it was like a, it wasn't, yeah, a, it wasn't a, there was 120 something people in there. Yeah. And it wasn't a, so it was it was like a wide, it was like wide. So the, the so we were off to one side, we were like facing you, you were to the right of us. And then straight ahead was like these glass windows out to the pool. And it was, it was just like. They're just dudes and like, you know, like guys, you know, guys that are not Tom Brady. <laughs> like just kind of hanging out there talking on their phone and stuff like that. Oh, that's amazing. And the whole time I was like, I wonder if any of this will come up in the pictures. Oh, I don't think so. Like the photographer. I mean, I doubt it because it was just we were at the we were at the right angle where it's like if we look straight ahead, there just were always like a couple of dudes out there like kind of, you know. It was pretty awesome, and then we went to. And then Q and I were hanging out. I think you must have been taking pictures. Yeah, and there was a little bit of a a, a space between. Yeah, too much. When the I wish we could have planned that ceremony was over, and yep. we just went inside the restaurant. Oh, that's smart. We were at the bar. Yeah, we just walked in. They're like, "Oh, it's not open," and we're like, "Well, can we go to the bar?" And they're like, "Sure." So we were just we we're already well, that makes me feel better. Yeah, we were Good. having a drink. Fuck it. Was that drink not on us? Because no, all the drinks were supposed to be on us. So I can't believe you. Oh, it's all right. <sighs> now I feel bad. How was the food? Did you have any food? I did have. I had some of the food. I didn't yeah. have all of it, but I had. Yeah, the food was good. Yeah, that's the food shot. was of super solid. Good. The food was solid. The photo booth was solid. Had some good times. Saw some people I haven't seen in a while. Jonah. Yeah, it was great. It was um, a blast. It was yeah. a good wedding. It was Tom good, was but there. I did leave until I left before you did. You the left shit really before, kicked in. We left. You left before we took it to the next level. Yeah, I was there at level one. You left. You left. There's a very. There's a bunch of levels of cue excitement and drunkenness. Yes. And you left before we maxed out on both. I have seen. I. I, I generally don't see him. I never get to see him that way because I'm in bed. Right. Exactly. Because Q goes there at like he does his thing, and he gets there, but it's like way Q later gets than it. me. Q's the guy that like when he gets into town, you have to make a concerted choice of how you want to feel the next morning. And I can't. I mean, I like I work Monday yeah, through Friday. More, I just more can't and more do it. My choice is to sort of like. Hey, let's have a let's have a beer, and then, and then that's it. Well, I can't be around for phase. Two, two through three, eight, eight yeah. <laughs> of your of your evening. I can't either. 
I just am like because he's got to like he's got when he comes out here he, he knows a lot of people out here so he's got to pack in a lot of stuff yeah and he usually has to pack it into like four days three days yeah and he'll so just start he will and then start keep and going keep going till four o'clock in the morning in a city where the bars close at two so I don't know where he does it I don't know how he does but it, he does but he it. does it I've done it with him a couple times I have not we've had our nights I've found him outside once on the La Brea sidewalk talking to Kermit. After one of our night escapades. Oh, that was that was we. That was you had checked out. Oh phase yeah, one. Yes, at the phase two old speckled eight. hen yeah. or whatever. <laughs> the mud hen tavern. Yeah, I gave. Oh yeah, mud hen, mud hen, mud hen, mud hen tavern. Yeah, I I checked out, and then you guys kept going. Just kept going. Just yeah, kept I don't going. have that anymore. I even now I'm like, um, now I'm like I really am just like Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. But like Sundays, like I can't. I'm like I can't go in. No, I just can't. Like if I go, if I go for it Sunday, even a little bit. Like I'm not talking go for it. I mean like yeah, just you know have some dinner and some drinks and da da da. Even get to bed at a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you can't. I can't catch up during the week. As you get older, it just starts to really tough, starts man. to be like I can't party like I used to. Some people still have it in them though. I used to party. You used to party hard. I mean, I didn't party as hard as other people, but I used to be able to, like... I don't know if the, like, um, party gene, as we've seen on 23andMe, there's many genes that make up the human genome. Yes, 23 of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I wonder if it's, like, if there is an innate sort of, like, body shutting down no longer recovers as fast as it used to that just turns you into yeah i don't know what the the sort of like i mean obviously your body as you age on any number of levels is not helping you recover Mm -mm. even from exercise or anything right it's like we've both been nursing shoulders for yeah it's just you you know my i have a bad knee i got a bad shoulder like and and you just recover you know even like post-workout recovery all that stuff is just like takes a while i probably was like we had, I can't remember, but like it's been in the last, it's been a while. I mean, I'm 44, so it was like right around 40 was when it was like I tied one on and I was just, I was gone for the whole next day. Yeah. Like just not, not, I couldn't function till about four or five in the afternoon. And now it's fucked up as I do things where I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I like, yeah. Like, I'm like, that was nothing. Like, I I went out after work this week. Went to the Daily Pint, Mm -hmm. which is by where I work. Had three beers. I had, like, a Guinness. Guinness is, like, 3.4%. I had a Guinness. I had an IPA that was about seven. Mm -hmm. And I had something and a stout that was, like, I don't know, probably in the five or six range. Stouts Mm -hmm. generally aren't that. And then... um, and then I think I had a glass of wine. And I was like, I was not feeling good. Like, I was not jamming. I was like, wow, man, like, what the fuck? Like, I can't even do that. I used to do that. Like, that to me would be like. That's a typical that's a night. Yeah. That would be like a normal thing yep. that I could go do and then just feel totally fine the next day. But I can't do it. Like, it's just that the ship has sailed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really get super drunk. But my thing is, like, I didn't go out to... Twice a year, maybe, i do it. Like, to me, like, those four, three beers and a glass of wine is, like, that used to be, like, that's not getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not getting drunk. Right. Like, getting drunk is, like, fuck, like, you know, five beers, a couple glass of wine, and, yeah. like, a glass of... Like, I used to, you know, used to put it away. I, I think the one night... One of those nights with Q and you, I had probably four Guinness, three martinis, and like two shots of whiskey in a night. And that was like, I woke up the next night and I was not, I was not, I didn't feel terrible. And I was just like, how the fuck did I do that? I think Guinness is deceptively like, you just, you think you're getting buzz but you're not you're no just there's up nothing on really there Guinness. i'm trying to think the last time i was like had something and i was like well i mean i can still you know i mean not to say that i'm sitting there going like oh my life is depressing because i can't drink that much <laughs> what what the fuck we want to smoke and drink we want to be cool i can't fucking drink a lot anymore and i don't want to live um 
It's just a fact of life. And I'm still in the middle phase where I don't necessarily... I'm figuring it out where I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do that anymore. But that's like with exercise. I can't fucking play squash anymore because my knee is just... Yeah. Like, I can't twist my knee around like I used to. Like, I'm in that... I'm entering the phase of, like, you can't do that anymore. Oh, I saw your old squash partner the other night, uh, David Wayne. At, uh, oh, yeah? We went, to, we went to Hollywood Horror Nights together. Yeah? We are in that big group. Uh, Paul Shear usually is the organizer of it, but we were talking about your squash days. He was saying you're a much better squash player than he is. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know. Do you, do, you, do you, why don't you just, like, why don't you shit talk right now and say how good of a squash player you were before your knee injury? <laughs> Um, I was not that, I mean, I, I, I was not that good. I was, I was okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like on a scale of like, you know, there was a couple of people I play that I just couldn't beat. And like, they weren't even like the greatest people on earth. How I could you, beat David Wayne. I could think you'd do against Frazier or Niles. Do they play? They're both squash players on the television show, Frazier. <laughs> well, see the problem for me with squash is like what made me, I was good to play because I was just like relentless. Like I would just chase everything, mm-hmm. which is not how you play squash well. But I was in better shape, so I could just I I had the ability to like outrun other players. Great players barely move. Like so I'm not I'm the opposite. But if people are good and I could and I'm just in better shape, I could move around faster. That's why I had to stop playing because I can't do that anymore. Now I would have to rely on pure skill, and I don't have enough. Scott, guess what? But it's time I, for feet breeds. It is? Yeah. All right. Do you have a feet? I mean, we're in your library. If you can't I'll just find have something to turn around. while you're in here, then I don't know what. I don't know what you're going to. You don't know what the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, let me head into my cloud to see. Feet breeds, feet breeds. Feet breeds. We are all looking for feet breeds. Feet breeds. Here they come. Feet breeds. Um, oh wow, there's a lot up there. See, it's more intimidating to do it this way. Where you're looking? Where there's just too much stuff up there. And I don't even remember anything that we've ever... I have no idea what I've recommended in the past anymore. Um, I'm going to recommend a book that I have been reading for a little while. That is, it's a little different than our typical Phoebe read. Okay. Uh, it is almost a textbook. Huh. And here's, here's what it is. It's by Stephen Webb and it's called, if the universe is teeming with aliens, where is everybody? 75 solutions to the Fermi paradox and the problem of extraterrestrial life. Second edition with a forward by Sir Martin Rees. Scott, are you familiar with the Fermi paradox? No. The Fermi paradox is a paradox that was proposed in the 40s that is essentially, if you're doing the math on how many star systems there are, how many planets there are, et cetera, et cetera, then there we, has to be. we should have seen something by now. Gotcha. So the paradox is, why? if the numbers show us that we should have seen something by now, why, why haven't, haven't we? we? Gotcha. So this is 75 solutions to the Fermi paradox. So the Fermi paradox is such a... Oh, is it trying to answer why we haven't seen them? It's try, it just gives you basically uh, ideas or there's like scenarios of... Let me further explain. The Fermi paradox is an apparent contradiction between high estimates of the probability of the existence of extraterrestrial civilizations, such as the Drake equation, and the lack of evidence for such civilizations. The basic points of the argument made by... Uh, physicist Enrico Fermi and Michael H. Art Har A. The sun is a typical star and there are billions of stars in the galaxies that are, that are billions of years older. We have, with high probability, some of these stars have Earth-like planets. The Earth is typical. Some might develop intelligent life. Some of these civilizations might develop interstellar travel, a step the Earth is investigating now. Even at the slow pace of currently envisioned interstellar travel, the Milky Way galaxy could be completely traversed in about a million years. So what they're saying is, with all of these things, why haven't we seen any aliens? I don't know. So that's the that's why? what this book is about. This is about various solutions. And is it fa- is it good? 
some solutions some solutions are no other civilizations have arisen it is nature of intelligent life to destroy itself it is the nature of intelligent life to destroy others life periodically destroyed by naturally occurring events intelligent civilizations are too far apart in space or time it's too expensive to spread physically throughout the galaxy Human beings have not existed long enough, etc., etc. They tend to isolate themselves. They are too alien for us to recognize them as aliens. They are non-technological. Everyone is listening. No one is transmitting, etc., etc. These are all solutions to the Fermi paradox. And this, this uh, is what this book is about. This is seventy something solutions. Seventy, seventy-five solutions. The first edition of the book is, I think, fifty solutions or so. Oh, phone. By Stephen Webb. It's an expensive book because it is a textbook. I think I paid like $23 for a Kindle version of this. $23. Yeah, thereabouts. So, but it's really interesting reading and, and, and I recommend it as so a So it is reading. a textbook. It is sort of. I think it's written for educational purposes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's us. It's us. My wife's. My wife is commenting on what we're She's doing. She's really just proud of us. That'd be awesome if she was just like, oh, I don't know, they're oh, recording all the fucking stupid things again. They think they're funny, but they're not. But anyways, <laughs> what are you doing? Not wrong. Not, she's not wrong. <laughs> they think they're really funny. I can't even stand it. Scott, do you not have a febrile? Even though you're well, it's like them? I told you. There's so many books. There's so many to choose from. I was going to pick... Um, just grab one. I was going to pick... Um, I can actually get up. Hey, everybody. Scott's moving. Scott I'm moving around. Table. Let me see. Now, to describe this to the listener at home, uh, there's a wall that's probably 12 feet by 8 feet that is full of books. And Scott is unable to pick a fee breed <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't know if I've recommended. Now I don't know what I recommended. The one that jumped out to me that I don't know if I've ever recommended is Matterhorn. I don't know if you have either. Um, it's by Carl Marlantes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an interesting story that I was reading about this too. Um, he, it's like he wrote about, it's a novel about the Vietnam War. And it took him years and years and years to get it published. It was kind of, a, it was a article about like people trying to do something and then being like, oh, it didn't work out. So fuck it. But this is like, <laughs> this is about a guy who like spent years and years and years getting this like, just kept working on the book, rewrote this it. This is the story of a guy who kept working on a book? No, that's the story of that outside author. of it. Oh, okay. This is a novel about Vietnam, and like, um, and it's pretty amazing. It's really well-written. It's great. There's something else I just read, though, that I thought was well-written. Oh, um... Uh, was it Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park? No. It was called, um... See, it's a digital one. It's one of those digital ones. Sure, sure. I understand. Um, um, uh, All the Light We Cannot See, I believe it's called. Okay. Um, all the Light We Cannot See. I believe that that's it. And it's um, it's uh, about a blind girl in Paris and a, um, and a Nazi kid, and they're kind of on a path towards each other. Ooh. And it's really well. You know those books that are just like, the prose is really it's just like really great prose really that's, well written that's what you want in a book that's what you need in a you book you don't it's tough when like the it's like and Poorly it's good written. to read i haven't read one in a while this this um this is the book and i can't remember the person's name because i don't know the book right in front of me um that's like one of the best prose books i've read in a while wow that's that's a high recommendation yeah all we can't see and read matterhorn too that's read a really matterhorn, great book all i can't see and if the universe is teaming with life with aliens, where is everybody? Those are our Feeb reads for today. Feeb reads. Scott, that does Matt. it for this episode of Feeb. That's it. This is episode number 48 coming at you hot from Scott Mosier's house. It should and be 49. I think we should matter. just count the 48 didn't happen. They, Get ready, buddy. It. Catch We're it. We're not going to play it. Oh, there's a buddy. A lot of guest stars on this episode. <laughs> buddy, Alex. Uh, it's really been fantastic. Scott, we haven't done this in a while, but... I think we have to end it the way we always end it. In the words of the greatest actors of our generation, Mr. Denzel Washington. Mr. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Make it rain. (laughs) 
I didn't say you it. Didn't say you didn't say, didn't say, say that. Beth. I started thinking about Donnie Wahlberg for some reason. <laughs> you just got lost imagining Donnie Wahlberg. I was. I God, was like, do you want another go with that? Yeah. <laughs> the worst, the greatest actors of our generation. Denzel Washington. Mark Wahlberg. Make, Make it, it rain. And this episode is brought to you by Casper. Casper Mattresses. brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Guys, you heard us at the beginning, and we'll tell you again, if you want a great mattress that provides resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort, Casper is your game. Go get one. Lay down. They're obsessively, obsessively engineered. 48 episodes. Shockingly fair prices. Just the right sink. Just the right bounce. Two technologies in one. Risk-free trial, Scott. We're not asking you to risk anything. We're just saying... Try this mattress. Hundred days, too. Days it's not like thirty days, where it's like you get it. They'll send it to before your door. you know it. You're it's just like, oh fuck! Garbage of like, I gotta wait for this large truck to load off this mattress. Comes in a box. Help. I have one. It came in a box. We dragged the box into the room. Snip, snip. The thing popped open. Boom! Boom. There's a mattress. Screw! It's like one of those T-Rex sponges. You pour water on it. Yeah, it's bigger. You don't, but don't pour water. Don't on pour it. water on it. No. Five hundred dollars for a twin. Nine fifty for king size. It's amazing value, and we're going to give you an even better value if you want fifty dollars towards the purchase. Fifty bucks. Of, we're giving you fifty. This is a free podcast, and we're also giving you fifty dollars. Yeah. You're making money listening to this podcast. So all you got to do is visit casper.com forward slash phoebe use the promo code phoebe and guess what fifty dollars towards the purchase of a mattress guys support casper they support us and they help us make brand new episodes of phoebe phoebe even ones from scott's house phoebe phoebe